Hello and welcome to the Divine Radiance Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Maria, solar feminine priestess and personal coach at the Temple of Divine Radiance. I believe that every woman's body is designed to manifest the glory of God and that we activate this power by coming into deep union with God the Source and with the feminine and masculine aspects of ourselves. Together we'll explore how this inner union can restore and renew the areas of our outer lives that are often challenging, such as men, money, mission, marketing, and our creative muse. And now, today's episode. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the first Divine Radiance podcast episode in a very long time. This is Lisa Maria here. I am at a lovely little oriental fusion restaurant called Socialicious here in Dubai and I am drinking the most divine cup of Sakura Allure. It's like a cherry blossom green tea. It has a distinctly cherry flavor and it is an amazingly feminine shade of pink. So I'm very happy. I am so delighted to be back podcasting. The last few months have been a whirlwind. Really all 2021 has been a whirlwind of personal change. Like just having my whole identity blown up to bits <laughs> in the beautiful divine plan in a good way blown up to bits um, so that it can be restructured really from the center outward in a, to a much stronger, more unified whole Um, You know, I was really praying and asking, seeking the face of God last year, just saying, I want to go to my next level. I want to be able to serve at a greater capacity. And it's funny how sometimes the answers we're asking for come with a dissolution of something that is currently existing in our lives first. And that's exactly what happened. So I want to share with you a bit about what this year has really been for me because I've been sporadic in my visibility online I have coached, I have uh, run some programs, but not very many. And sometimes I would be active for a while and then I would disappear. And it's it's because, I, you know, I would hit another place where there would be this accelerated growth to the point where I almost could barely keep keep track of it in my body. I don't know if you've ever been there. I'm sure many of you can relate to this where so much change is happening in your organic consciousness at a, any given time that you don't have a lot of space, emotional or otherwise, left to interact with the world, really. And that was happening for me at various points this year. And I kind of sensed, you know, when I moved to Jumeirah Village Circle, which is uh, a, a part of Dubai that's a little set away from the rest of the city, I have more access to parks here, more access just to plain desert space. It's quiet out here. And I kind of knew coming out here that this was going to be my space, place, and time in 2021 to have a retreat. And the, the phrase that I kept hearing uh, in my spirit was desert rose. And becoming God's desert rose, like really blooming and blossoming out here, kind of away from everything else. Desert rose is a gorgeous flower, by the way. I totally want to get some for my apartment. Um, I haven't done that yet. But it really has been a year of retreat, but it's also been a year of incredible growth. And so I want to share a little bit of that with you today and talk about this phrase that is going to be huge going into 2022 as I come back out of my transformation closet and really begin to work in a more systematic way and to be more visible, to do more podcasting. I already have six months of topics lined up based on things that you Uh, listeners have been asking me about or that women have asked me about in direct messages or conversations I've had over the course of this past year. It's going to be a jam-packed year. And I've also accepted a a wonderful role doing some of the same work in my business, but doing it for influencers here in the Middle East, which is super exciting. But I don't have to choose. I don't have to do one or the other. I get to do both. So you'll still see me here still 110% in the Temple of Divine Radiance, but also um, being able to really have the joy and the excitement of exercising my skills and gifts and serving in a capacity kind of more here in the region where I live, uh, as well as online. So solar feminine is this term that I'm going to be talking about a lot over the next six months to a year. 
And you might be saying, Lisa Maria, what the heck is solar feminine? Like feminine is associated with lunar consciousness. And some of you uh, who may have already listened to my Divine Radiance webinar, which we'll talk about later, uh, you may have already heard me speak a little bit about this, but I do believe that there is a new feminine consciousness anchoring into the planet that is very different from the one that we've been seeing at work. I've started to have major concerns about the divine feminine movement as I've gotten deeper into it over the last year. And it's funny because they're sort of the polar opposite, like flip side concerns of what I saw when I was working with women who were heavily involved in religion or church or, uh, you know, uh, religious groups in some context, you know, I saw a certain kind of challenges they kept stumbling over in really integrating and working with their, their power as women. And I am seeing the flip side of that in the, the opposite, which is the divine feminine movement and community. And I'm realizing that there's a third path. And that's what's really emerged for me over this last year. Some of you may know last year, I really stepped away from the traditional church culture that I've been a part of for a very long time. I had questioned it at various points, um, but I always kept my faith in Christ and always um, had come back to those communities you know, whenever I'd gone wandering and experimenting, I would always come back there. And last year, I really had to face the fact that I could not help women really activate their full and integrated masculine feminine power uh, and, and really come into this place of wholeness and continue to align myself with some of the teachings from that, that community. And so I stepped away, stepped away from traditional church, stepped away from uh, traditional doctrine and orthodoxy, still very much believe in Jesus, still a follower of Christ. Uh, we'll talk about that later, but not in the church way. And I feel that the, um, particularly the way that church conditions women to view the masculine and to view the feminine sets them up for a lot of challenges and issues, which manifest as physical illness. Um, I've spoken about this elsewhere, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but basically short version, if you're new to my work, um, I've spoken how this affects uh, physical health. It, you know, it's, uh, I believe it's the reason why we see so many people with chronic disease in the church who don't get healing. Um, we see women who are very wounded against the feminine, and rather than uh, leaning into the divine masculine, which I believe God represents, they end up kind of dropping into these lower masculine sort of control behaviors or you know putting up with a lot of abuse these types of things uh and there's certainly a lot of spiritual abuse that goes on in the, those communities as well a lot of poverty you know people declaring that god is going to come through for them and they're going to see financial breakthrough but they're constantly dealing with poverty and bouncing bank accounts uh and so i saw all of this and i finally recognized i was like something is wrong here and I need to step away and to figure things out and to find another path. And I had been studying astrology and the divine feminine and looking at a lot of things to do with the lunar uh, consciousness, if you will, and practices for a number of years. So I decided to dive more fully into this divine feminine community um, as it's become, you know, it's grown a lot worldwide. And... I was actually involved in a priestess training for about four to five months. I've uh, been involved for, you know, a number of years in online communities, you know, for these groups of women. And, uh, you know, at first when you enter that type of community, it seems like, oh, wow, I've found what I'm looking for. I've found the answer to the issue that I've been having. Um, I'm going to heal my wounded feminine that, you know, was very much uh, ignored or even put down or just... Um, non-existent really in the church context and uh you know i'm going to come back into that feminine power i'm going to come back into my spiritual power but the interesting thing that i discovered over my sojourn and my exploration experimentation in these communities studying with different teachers really deeply scrutinizing what teachers were saying what women were saying what kind of fruit was coming out of these teachings in the lives of women i knew who had been involved in them for a long time and then observing my own life as well i started to have major concerns and long about august of this year i was really frustrated uh, because I felt like the more I delved into the feminine, the divine feminine, and particularly into these teachings and practices around the moon, around the lunar calendar, around astrology, um, 
you know, a lot of teachings that relate to the old goddesses and things like that. I felt like a lot of the things in my life I was hoping to see breakthrough in were actually going backwards. So where I'd had financial stability before and I had reached a certain level of ability to call in money, it was sliding backwards and I was unable to literally attract or hold anything in the way of money. Um, I was experiencing challenges in my love life where I had not experienced them before because I had done a lot of work healing that area of my life. I'm in an amazing relationship and I was starting to see issues crop up. I'm like, where is this coming from? And uh, my creativity flatlined. Um, I was very stagnant, I found, in my ability to keep a schedule, to do the things that used to give me a lot of joy to run my business. You know, and some of it was that there's so much internal shift going on, but there was another part of me that was going, what is happening here? You know, and where I had found a lot of joy and freedom and excitement in first entering the Divine Feminine community several years ago and really felt like a part of myself was being addressed honored and nourished and healed that wasn't before I hit a point where it was like all of that progress started to go backward and long about the end of August or September I had to face a very very stark fact and that was that it appeared to me that the practices I was engaged in in this divine feminine community were starting to siphon energy off of me literally to drain me in the same way that I had felt siphoned or drained in my final years in the church community. And that's when I had to hit the pause button on everything I was teaching, everything that I had been sharing, everything that I was saying, and like, I have to sort this out. I'm very grateful that in the middle of all this, and by the way, I'm being super real with you all. I'm I'm not here to criticize anyone. I'm not here to tell anyone else what they should do, but I am here to share my story and help you understand you know, what I teach and what I share and what, you know, what, when I, what I, whatever I feel like is coming to me and through me is what I share in the world. And, and this, this is where we're at. So, you know, I, I, I decided to do some real depth and exploration about why do I feel like these practices that are meant to heal and help and support and are meant to help me come into a new level of financial uh, abundance, a new level of sense of power as a woman and all of this. Why do I feel like they're having the opposite effect? It was right around this time that, you know, some things had been dancing at the edge of my consciousness, but I hadn't really been aware of them or didn't know how to let them in. Um, And that was this whole idea of ascension um, and this whole idea of the lunar matrix. They might be saying, okay, maybe you have an idea of what those things mean already. Maybe you don't. We talk about ascension. Um... This term really refers to this idea of the fact that, you know, humanity is constantly having to work through an ascension process, moving out of old layers of pain, out of old layers of brokenness and wounding, um, and to really reascend back to the point where we hold and wield and contain the full measure of God's source that we were originally given. You know, in this line of thinking, the fall of humanity, the way that it's taught in, say, the book of Genesis in the Bible, has to do with the fall of humanity out of perfect union with divine consciousness. And I never really thought about consciousness before or this idea of ascension. You know, I thought about spirituality, I thought about religion, I thought about mysticism, but I didn't think about consciousness. And the fact that consciousness is that everlasting part of yourself that is reflective of divine source. So I started to delve a little bit more into this idea of ascension and what does it mean. And of course, I came across things that resonated and things that didn't resonate. Um, But one of the teachings that really, really resonated for me and started to click in my brain and help me to understand why certain practices and things were starting to bother me in the Divine Feminine Movement and why certain practices had bothered me in the church was this whole idea of the Lunar Matrix. You see, in this ascension sort of working theory of the universe, um, this world is controlled by powers not meant to be. Now, we could get into a long discussion about what those powers not meant to be are, where they come from, what their intentions are, but I think most of us listening to this podcast would agree that there's some type of dark force of evil in the world um, that needs to be resisted or that we are overcoming. Whether you believe that simply comes from within us, whether it's a glitch in the the evolution of the world, whether you genuinely believe, as I do, that there are dark principalities, forces, and powers at work, 
who may or may not be from this planet. They're definitely not all from this dimension or even from this realm. But, you know, if you look at it that way, you could say that for most of us, the world we are born into is essentially a form of the matrix. And by that, I mean that it's not the real reality. It's a reality that looks real. It's a reality that we experience. So the things that we are taught growing up, the experiences we have, the joys, as well as the pain, the pains and the abuse and suffering that we experience, the laws that seem to govern the way this world operates, all of that isn't actual reality. It's not the divine reality. It is a carefully constructed hologram, a matrix brought to you by the powers not meant to be, which we as humanity have agreed to operate within without really knowing what we're agreeing to. And um, it keeps us trapped. So the reason that we, you know, in this working theory, the reason that we cannot seem to get past pain or abuse or, you know, emotional issues, why, why women always seem to be ground down in the world, why men always seem to be in this deep insecurity, you know, with their own power um, or misusing authority, things like that, has to do with this matrix we've all agreed to be part of. And the real goal of this matrix at the end of the day is siphoning your power off of you for the powers not meant to be for their purposes, for their food, for their pleasure, whatever it might be. Now, if you're listening, I use the word siphon again, and that goes back to how I was feeling before any of this entered my field of consciousness. I was already feeling and noticing that something was being drained off of me. That was a feeling I had when I was in the church community that I was constantly dry and without energy and lacking in my full power capacity at some level, even though I was doing all these things that were supposed to fill me up. And in the divine feminine community, polar opposite thinking, practices, etc. But I started to feel the same way. Something is draining off of me. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm going in circles. I'm dry. I don't have any focus. I don't have any clarity. My bank account is bouncing. My love life is iffy. Like, like my love life is starting to like slide backwards out of the harmony and beauty that it was in. Something is being diverted off of me. My life force is being diverted. And when I came across this line of thought about ascension, about the matrix. It made a lot of sense to me because I was like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe what I'm recognizing is I'm recognizing the matrix. And the good thing about this concept of the matrix, you know, just as a working theory, is that if you got into the matrix, you can get out of it. Even if you were born into it, you can get out of it. And so I began to like look at okay, well, what are some of the key structures that have been placed inside this matrix to hook us into remaining here and into complying and into giving over our power, giving over our life force to these powers not meant to be? What have they disguised themselves as? Two key themes kept coming up. One, you have the matrix of religion where... Um, you know, you're taught that you have to go to God in a certain way, that God is distant, um, that there have to be blood sacrifices or that there have to be um, practices or rituals that you use to go to God, mediators that you go through, of which Jesus is held up as one, right? All this sort of a thing. And then you look at the spiritual side of things. So that's sort of the religious matrix. You can extend that metaphor out as far as you want to go. And on the spiritual side, then, you have... Uh, you know, you have these rituals, uh, more rituals, right? Different kinds of rituals, different practices. You have meditation, which keeps you silent and quiet, right? Uh, you have uh, yoga. You have all these things that are supposed to give you peace, right? And they do give you a bliss bump, as I like to call it. But at the end of the day, after a certain point, you might start to be like, yeah, but am I really getting anywhere? Am I just kind of going back for the next bliss bump? I found that with church. People would show up for the next bliss bump at the next service, the next praise and worship, the next whatever feel-good experience, and then they would go out, and by the middle of the week, they'd be drained dry again. They needed another bliss bump. It's right, right. It's like an addiction. It's like an addictive substance. It's the same way with spirituality, living for the next retreat, living for the next, oh, I need another womb healing session. Oh, I need this. I need that. I need to be part of another sacred circle. I need to release this 
become the next moon circle, etc. And uh, that, especially right there, that, that I mentioned the word moon, um, that brings in the lunar matrix because most of spirituality, I shouldn't say most, a good portion of spirituality today that's become very popular has an orientation toward the lunar cycle um, or it comes through you know, lunar practices. I was involved in a priestess program where women were actually interpreting the teachings of Jesus or Yeshua uh, through a lunar lens. And I started, as I started to do more reading and studying on Ascension, I found that many, many people were suggesting that the, the moon and lunar practices are actually part of this matrix that is designed to pull your power away from you. The moon has no power of its own. Let's be honest. It is an inert piece of rock in the sky. It might not be even organic to our atmosphere. It's kind of odd when you think about it. It, it exerts a pull upon the earth. Um, it does not really provide for life to grow. It, it does play a role, but you know it's the sun, right? That is is the giver of life. That is the source. And you know, I started to ask myself, like, could it be that by hooking into the lunar matrix, hooking into mysticism, hooking into spirituality, hooking into religion, that all of my life I've been hooking into something, seeking the power of an organic connection with divine consciousness but I've been trying to go to all these other sources and these other sources are cleverly disguised portals in a sense for sucking my life force off of me for diverting my attention for keeping me away from true divine source and the more I thought about this the more sense it made which was really scary I actually went through a period of about six weeks where I just had to process this I was so shocked I was so blown away because it started to become very clear to me why I felt so drained and why I felt so in a rut and why I felt so stuck after a certain point in my uh, my journey in in religion and my you know and I know I know some people from churches don't like to be called religious because they don't perceive themselves as religious but I'm wrapping everything even evangelical Christianity up under that term of religion just because it's simple. Um, and also, you know, I had then been involved in all the spirituality. So I really had to take a good, long, hard look at my worldview and realize that I had gone from one extreme to the other, but neither one of them was actually a life-giving path forward. I do believe that the kingdom of heaven manifests itself in our lives as greater streams of income, greater access to love and loving relationships community and joy in our lives that it manifests as unlimited creative potential and the discipline also to fulfill upon those creative ideas to finish those projects that it manifests itself in a beautiful lifestyle of joy and peace of always having more than enough of always being able to share not out of your lack but out of your overabundance I do believe that it manifests itself as all these things and more. And I was seeing less of this in my life, not more, over time. And, you know, since then I've spoken to so many women who are like, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm very devoted to my spiritual practice. I can, but I cannot get financial stability. I'm devoted to my spiritual practice or my church or my religion or my religious practice, but I cannot seem to be in a healthy, safe, loving, intimate, and integrated relationship with a man or any other human being. I am very devoted to my religious or spiritual practice and to my divine feminine empowerment, but I'm still living with lack of clarity. My business model is fuzzy. I don't have the discipline to get up in the morning and to get online and to market myself with confidence. I'm afraid to talk about money. I'm afraid to ask for the raise. I'm afraid to negotiate the salary at the job interview. You know, I'm afraid to... Um, really step forward. I'm constantly stuck reliving the pain of my past, reliving experiences I had with my abusive father or um, reliving uh, pain and trauma I had or every boyfriend I have turns out to be a control freak, right? Like all of these types of things. And I came to realize, and I, I'm really coming out today to take a stand on this and say, we have to break ties with this lunar matrix. We have to break ties with these matrix-like 
holograms in a sense or these false realities um, in the ascension community it's often called the false father or the false mother matrix right that looks like father god it looks like mother god but at the end of the day what you have actually done is you've engaged with a malevolent entity that is not there to be in as much devotion to you as you are to it and this is not how source consciousness operates, I believe. I do believe that the divine structural containing consciousness of the universe is Father God. And that the potent spiritual energy and force is Mother God. But they don't operate the way that religion has taught us and they don't operate the way that spirituality has taught us. And in a sense, we literally, it's not just about releasing uh, religious practices and spiritual practices in order to unhook from what is draining us because if you you know give up something what are you replacing it with right it's just like if you have an addiction and you don't replace it with positive habits well you're just going to find another addiction so I really do believe that consciousness work and, and by the way consciousness leads to embodiment I'm 100% convinced but that I do believe that this consciousness work is the path forward once you've released that religious matrix you've released the spiritual matrix then you are able to really devote yourself to uh, connecting directly with source and with divine consciousness and that's the funny thing about I think ultimately and by the way we'll get to the term lunar or sorry solar feminine in a second we're getting there <laughs> I promised you that earlier um I have found that as I've released all those distractions, the church events, the services, the all the quote-unquote ministry, the um, all of the uh, sacred circles, all of the meditations, all of the this practice and that ritual, and and I'm not saying that practices don't have a place. Please understand me, but the types of practices. I mean, it got so I was working with one mentor. I swear that woman had three to four hours of spiritual practices she did in the morning and um and she was very disciplined about it but i remember thinking to myself like is this a sustainable lifestyle like like where do i have time and motion and energy left to go and serve others and to be in devotion to my calling when, when my energy and attention my best energy and attention is getting siphoned by all these lists of practices every day so um you know the question i ask myself is well, what now what, what am i placing in between in the place and space where those practices were and the answer is inner alchemy and consciousness work realizing that the only place where God can truly be experienced on this planet is in the temple of your body you are the temple there is no practice that can mediate you in that divine connection you have never not had access to it but you have forgotten how and you've been told that you don't have access to it right religion has told you that um you know sin keeps you from being connected to god and spirituality has told you that the patriarchy has you know kept you ground down from your power and by the way i'm not saying that those constructs and things that are being pointed out there don't exist they do and we'll talk more about that as we go through the podcast this year what i'm saying though is that they don't um, that you are not separated from your divine power and divine source by these things. That divine source connection, instantaneous connection is available to you within the temple of your body. And the more you focus on unhooking all these siphons that are plugged into you and taking energy off of you and taking love and taking your devotion, you are able to plug it back into the real source, which is the structural father god consciousness of the universe and the um the spiritual you know passion uh and just that emotional connection of mother god and as you do that your consciousness elevates your reality has to change because consciousness actually is what grounds things into reality so going back to those people for a moment that are like always you know praising worshiping and declaring for their breakthrough in church and they never see anything or the women who are in divine feminine communities who are always, you know, dancing and singing and and, and lighting candles and setting rituals for, uh, you know, abundance or to grow their business or to find a good man or whatever they want. You know, they're going to a source outside of God. The God consciousness within themselves. 
And by definition, they're in a sense signing up to be siphoned off of. They're signing up to have their life force siphoned. So I decided to do a little experiment, long story short, and that was I decided to drop any remaining practices I had that were related to the church or Christianity or religion in the traditional sense. Again, not Jesus, we'll get to that in a minute, but um, everything else I released. And I released all my divine feminine practices. I have not meditated in months. I have not lit an altar candle in months. I've not burned incense. I have not gone to, I have not counted the moon cycle in how many months. And literally miraculous things have happened. It was like almost right away I started to get, as I began to like focus every morning on spending time with God within me, not in practices outside myself, not in looking to beings, light beings, ascended masters, teachers, or anything else, or even people outside myself, but only with God. I began to get immediate insight, immediate clear insight about steps I needed to take. I'll, I'll give you an example. Third or fourth, fifth morning I did this. Still wondering, like, okay, I don't know if this is going to do me any good, but let's see. I was sitting there on my couch staring at my then altar and I immediately got the message why are you wasting that space with candles and incense that are plugging you in right to that false matrix when you could put a desk there and show up for the service and the work that you're asking me for I was blown away I literally went on Ikea that same day found a desk on sale bought it had it delivered two days later you know, gave the table away where the altar had been, put away all the altar items. And and then I realized that, like, there's actually a monitor on the wall that was in the apartment when we moved in that's right above that desk. Never did anything with it. Always complained about it. Said it needed to be removed. And I realized, oh, wait a minute. This is a second screen. I can plug my computer into this. So suddenly I had two screens to work with, a two-screen setup on my desk. And I, was, I started to get more ideas at my desk, right, for podcasts, for new programs. I started and redid my website. Like, like, all of this stuff started to trickle in. I, suddenly, I got the insight to redo my wardrobe. And m money was provided for that. And before I knew it, I was walking out the door, feeling in a totally new, different level of consciousness and embodiment in how I present myself to the world. I started to take care of things in my apartment. There was financial provision for that. They had never been taken care of. Uh, a lot of the issues I had started to crop up in my relationship while I was hooked into those siphoning divine feminine practices immediately went away. I'm more in love with my fiancé than ever. He is so wonderful and devoted. We talk about the family we're going to have all the time. In fact, he talks about our children that we're going to have all the time. So excited about that. Um, that was not something that we even really talked about much before. Not long later, about 90 days into this, all of this work, um, that I started doing, reconnecting with divine consciousness, my fiance was offered the most amazing job. It's perfect for him. Huge increase financially for us. Just offered it. Somebody groomed him for the interview, offered it to him, groomed him for the interview. He got the job. And then like a week later, I was offered this amazing opportunity to use my skills and gifts uh, in an organization here in Dubai in a way that is something I've literally dreamed about all my life. It also brings tremendous fresh financial increase into our lives. Um, a week after that, we were told about an opportunity to get a much larger apartment for not much more than we're currently paying. Two or three days later, Everything was done and dusted, wrapped up, and um, it was ours. And we move in February 1st. It's like a lot of things I had been waiting on for literally years, they literally became landing into my three-dimensional reality. They were grounded into my reality. And I believe it's because I quit trying to go to spirituality or religion to ground these things into reality and I went to consciousness and consciousness is what grounds it's structural and you know some of this work is uh, really anchoring into God the source and 
you know, redirecting all the energy that we've been allowed to be siphoned away from that pure God consciousness, king consciousness, queen consciousness within us. Some of it is doing work to heal our masculine, which is something I'll get more into in a future episode. But as women, you know, we spend a lot of time healing the feminine, but a lot of our feminine wounding is actually in our relationship to the masculine. And if we don't address that, we will also not be able to ground the stability into our lives that we're looking for. And I think more than anything else, that is what has come rushing into my life is direction, anchor, stability, resources. It is so beautiful to behold. And it has given me a beautiful new foundation from which to now be ready to come back out again and to teach and to support women. There is a value in work in healing the feminine. I want you to understand that. But a lot of feminine work, quote unquote divine feminine healing work, is actually designed to keep you hooked into the pain, which is siphoning your life force off of you more than it is to actually heal. It looks good. It looks like it's going to heal. And most of the people who are teaching and purporting this, I believe, are well-meaning individuals. But it is another aspect of this matrix. And it is not going to bring ultimate freedom. And I'm meeting a lot of women now who are like, I'm so tired. I'm so fed up. Where is the breakthrough? Same thing with people coming from a background of faith or religion. Where is my breakthrough? When is God going to come through for me? The answer is that God is waiting on you to show up for that authentic connection and to release all these things that are part of this matrix that looks good, but that gets you, you know, hooked into this situation where your life force is being taken from you. And again, we could argue or not argue, but you know, we could, de we could debate about, well, who are these powers not meant to be and how are they siphoning us? Is this Satan? Is this a spiritual power? Is this demons? Is this galactic entities? Is this aliens? Is this, you know, interdimensional beings? Um, I'm not sure that it really matters. <laughs> but once you start to look at the world from this lens and start to recognize what is actually infusing life into my life and what is slowly but surely taking, giving me just enough to feel the bliss bump, but then ultimately taking from me um, and where might practices that you really believe are the solution, where might they actually be the problem? That is a hard question to ask. It is such a hard question to ask. And believe me, I haven't looked forward to recording this episode, not because I don't love sharing and communing with you, but because it's so hard to be like, yeah, I think I was wrong. I think that I was wrong from the beginning, but it's fixable and it's a journey, right? And the space that has, I have anchored into in my life in the last three months is so utterly unlike any other consciousness I've inhabited over the 38 years of my life. And I don't ever want to go back. It's amazing. I feel capable. I feel confident. When I did the job interview that I shared with you about a bit ago, I did do some negotiating on my salary. I did it. No sense of anxiety, no sense of pain, no sense of, oh, I'm not sure I can ask for this. I'm not sure I can, maybe I should just go with what they're suggesting, blah, blah, blah. Nope. I just said what I wanted. And, uh, you know, money is just a daily part of my reality now. I, I actually have a savings account. There's money to invest. And suddenly that feels completely normal. Like I, I can't even remember the consciousness I was living in six months or a year or two years ago where that was an amazing idea. Even when Marcos and I go out for our daily drives, we've, we started driving by beautiful big houses with big yards, you know, and, in Dubai. And, and these are villas that are actually for sale. You know, you cannot, you cannot buy property in all parts of Dubai, only in certain areas if you're not a citizen. And we've, they're called freehold areas where, where anyone can buy property. And so we've started driving through these freehold areas and going, yeah, we can see ourselves living here. We can see ourselves investing in property. This is such a switch from the bank account bounce and the lack of confidence and the sense of tenderness and pain and anger and frustration toward men and um, even toward God, even toward Father God that I was in even six months or a year ago. Like it's such a beautiful change. And this is the solar feminine. Now, what, 38 minutes in, I get to the solar feminine. 
the solar feminine is really a different kind of feminine consciousness that is the feminine who is actually she's she has momentum she takes action she she is the active progressive healed joyful shining feminine who is in a heart-based relationship to power she is deriving her source from god the central sun of the universe not from or not attempting to drive power from the inert rock that is the moon she's not hooked into lunar consciousness um she is the counterpart to the masculine christ right and i i mentioned i talk about jesus i do 100 percent believe that jesus came to show us what it means to be fully one with the father when he said i and my father are one he was modeling something that is available for all of us uh and there's you know a lot of different working theories about who he was where he came from um there might even be you know there's certain speculations that he wasn't from this planet and i think that's a very interesting and possibly fruitful line of inquiry but at the end of the day again it's not so much about those details but recognizing that i think that jesus Yeshua represents for us the, the healed divine masculine and Mary or Mariam as the feminine Christ, the solar feminine. She is there to show us what it looks like when a woman is in a healed relationship, when her feminine is healed and in this beautiful, integrated, devoted relationship with the divine masculine. The solar feminine ultimately, I believe, is about divine union. And really, that's where this whole arc has been leading me, is to come to the point where I recognize it's not just about obsessing over the divine masculine the way that religion often does, especially Abrahamic religion, is very, very, very devoted to the divine masculine. There is no divine feminine. Um, but, but I believe it's a false father. The, the matrix is carefully set up to look just enough like the real thing that we go for, right, in mass, and we have for millennia. Um, but you know, it's not also about spirituality either. It's not about that false divine mother who looks just enough like the real thing that we go for, but then we find out she's actually siphoning off of us, right? It's, it's not about trying to heal the masculine or obsessing about that. It's not about just trying to heal the feminine or obsessing about that. It is ultimately about working with and healing both aspects of yourself because you have both of these divine consciousnesses if you will within your body bringing them into an integration that's alchemical work it's not just energetic it's not just physical it's not just spiritual it's alchemical we'll talk more about that in future episodes and literally becoming a whole being a unified being who represents the unified god because god is union and, you know, it's funny, so many women have come to me as I've started to talk about the masculine, you know, and integration. And but what about the feminine? You know, that we need, women need to know that the feminine is powerful. And to even bring that conversation up in that way is evidence of feminine wounding. Because there's this idea that, like, well, if the masculine gets time, the feminine needs to get time, too. They both need time, but at the end of the day, this is about a divine union between them because that is the essence of the creative force and it's the essence of God, I believe. So over this year, on the Divine Radiance podcast in 2022, we are going to be looking at the solar feminine, various aspects of the solar feminine. We are going to be looking at more to do with unhooking from the matrixes or matrices. What does it really look like to unhook? from the false father matrix, the false father mother matrix, the lunar matrix. What does it look like to unhook from these realities? We're going to look at reorienting devotion toward the living God. I, when, I, when I speak, I, I, I don't meditate anymore, but I do speak. Medi you know, one of my mentors this year pointed out to me, she's like, you ever noticed that meditation keeps you quiet? And while there is value in becoming centered within, it also keeps you from declaring and using your words to create your reality. Encourages you to be quiet more than declare and speak your reality, which is how God created the world. So um, we're going to look at you know how to reorient your devotion into living God consciousness. 
that is not religious and not spiritual, but something completely separate. We're going to look at consciousness upgrade. We are going to look at practical aspects of masculine healing. How to heal your relationship with money. How to heal your relationship with schedules and discipline. How to heal your relationship with clarity, structure, order. All of these things that are masculine, a lot of times they're missing for us as women who are in this place where we're in a sense in rebellion against all of that because we've been in so much pain from the absent or abusive wounded lower masculine we're also going to look at healing the feminine especially the womb space you know there are a lot of womb healing practices floating around out there now and there's a lot of talk about healing your womb and having a fruitful womb and a you know a womb that creates and generates your dreams very little of that teaching in the divine feminine community involves well what are you seeding your womb with are you open and receptive to the seeding of the divine masculine so that you can actually conceive and carry something to life, right? Again, there's no divine union being taught or very little. And uh, we're going to look at womb healing. How do you anchor into that feminine Christ consciousness through healing your womb? Not to the exclusion of the masculine, but so that you can safely open your chamber to receive what the masculine has to give and together can co-create the divine child, right? Which is your dreams and the things that you want in your life. Um, and we're going to look at how to heal emotionally because once you unhook from the matrix, you then have the opportunity to actually heal. And it's funny, I had a woman recently who really got on me in some comments on Facebook about how, well, obviously, if you don't feel pain anymore, you've just given up the fight and you just have walked away and, you know, you've numbed out and you're no longer refusing, you're refusing to feel your pain and... I just kind of laughed sadly to myself because it's not that at all. It is learning how to safely surrender emotional pain so that you can actually, you know, it can't be siphoned off of you anymore. That's the thing is the, for, to, to remain in emotional pain because it's noble or it's somehow helping the cause or the fight that is an exact viewpoint that comes from these powers not meant to be who want to keep you in pain so they can continue to siphon your life force. We will talk about how to safely release that emotional pain, not bypass it, not gloss it over, not numb it, but release and surrender it so that you, ha you open up space in your body to actually receive the money, the love, the create, you know, creative inspiration and, and the clarity and the momentum and all the things that you're looking for, whether it's in your business, your love life, your physical life, and anything else. So that's a little bit about my 2021. It was a wild and exhausting ride, but I am so excited for 2022. I am ready to come back out the gate. Stay tuned. I'll be sharing a little bit more in the next episode about uh, new ways that you can work with me this year. Um, especially if you're at that point where you also have, are feeling frustrated with the, with either um, what you've been taught in church or what you've been taught in the Divine Feminine Movement and you are looking for a way to get out of the endless treading water and finally get into this place where what you desire is grounding into your reality um, and where you're able to make real grounded progress in your love life, in your business, in your creative life, but do it in a way that honors your feminine because here's the thing when you integrate the feminine and masculine it doesn't make you more masculine as a woman it actually allows your femininity to feel, to feel safe to be fully expressed and when you are anchored back into a relationship with the structural consciousness of father god in particular it gives you a container a support a space in which to flow uh and it gives you a container to hold the money that you want and hold the love that you want. You know, when you're just operating in the feminine, there's literally no container to hold any of that and it will slip right through your fingers. So we'll look at all of that this year. I am releasing, have released, actually, I haven't shouted about it yet or said anything about it, but I have released a new webinar that goes much deeper into depth into all of this and it's called Divine Radiance Webinar. It is on my website. If you go to my homepage, templeofdivineradiance.com, there's a pink bar at the very top of the page when you land. And it says, download your Divine Radiance webinar here. You can click on that link. Otherwise, it's templeofdivineradiance.com forward slash free dash gift. 
that's the other way to get to it. You can download that. If you're already on my mailing list, um, I will be sending it out to you within the next few days. And I hope that's a joy and helped you. That's a 90-minute webinar, so it's almost double the length of this time where we go into depth on all of these issues, including the mas intermasculine healing. We go into the feminine womb healing. We go into um, reorienting and returning your devotion to God the source and consciousness. And then we also look at what does this mean for getting clarity and making real progress in things like your mission-driven business, um, your the creative work you're doing that you really feel like is part of your life's work you know, in this lifetime, um, even getting clarity on your personal brand or getting clarity on what you want in a love life and, and meeting the right type of person. Like We'll cover all of that in that, in that uh, webinar. So grab your copy of that. And I look forward to seeing you back here next week. We have some juicy, juicy, juicy topics lined up. And while I've got you, actually, I can tell you next week we will be looking at, well, maybe I can't tell you. Yep, it looks like my Wi-Fi is not working over here. But safe to say, it's going to be a really interesting topic. Um, it's going to have something to do either with reconnecting with the divine masculine feeling, healing, feminine healing, or finding your way forward in your love life and business as a result of doing this work. So I love you all so much. Thank you for sticking with me. Those of you this year who've stayed in touch, who stuck with me, those of you who did work with me this year, thank you so much for your trust and for your investment and your love. Even many of you that have shared with me, uh, I look forward to being active again this year and diving into the solar feminine path with you. We can find our way out of this matrix. We can find our way out of this maze. Um, God is only waiting for us to, to shed everything that is diverting our attention from that true, pure connection with Mother, Father, God within. And this is the year where I believe that that is going to come to the fore. Divine union is ours in the temple of our bodies, and it will have an effective unifying, anchoring, grounding, and advancing every aspect of your physical life. I love you all so much. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of the Divine Radiance Podcast. If you'd like to check out the show notes for today's episode, read more, listen to the podcast again, share it, or get in touch with me personally, you can visit templeofdivineradiance.com. That's my online home. You can also find me on Instagram at Temple of Divine Radiance or search Temple of Divine Radiance on YouTube as well. Blessings, and I'll see you for the next episode.